Welcome, everybody. This is Maranatha Remnant Ministries. My name is Christian Gossett. I'm thankful that you guys could be here today in person, on Zoom, on Instagram, and also in the future on the podcast. God bless you guys, um, your family. Even if you're not here, even if you're miles away in a different continent, we're still brothers and sisters in Christ. So today we have a special treat. We're going to be doing water baptisms today. We'll have three. So glory to God. Let's give him a round of applause. That's a big move. That's a big move. Um, just real quick, we, it was a total success in our Yuma tent revival. So thank you for everyone that helped, everyone that participated. It was amazing. We saw miracles, signs, and wonders. We really did. And we also baptized four people in the Colorado River there too. So amazing. It was, it was, it was awesome because um, that's what we need to do, right? We need to show people that don't go to church that we can be the church, the body outside of it. And that's what, that's is what our generation needs, especially, especially Generation Z, right? They don't, they don't believe in God. They don't think he's real. They think, you know, it's all religion. But when we can show the true power of God and his nature, man, it, it destroys all the yokes of bondage. The anointing broke, breaks every yoke of bondage. Um, we're kind of, we're not in a rush, but we're definitely racing um, the sun. The sun. <laughs> so, um... I'm going to have Kevin pray us in. So if you could come real quick and pray us in. And then uh, we'll, we'll, we'll jump in. You got that support, right? Right, I know, right? So, Father God, we just thank you for the day that you have given us today, Lord. We thank you for the breath of life that you have given each and every person here, Father God. That we thankful that you have woken us up today, Father God. We thank you that your love, your grace, and your mercy is... Is new each and every day, Father God. Yes, We're thankful that you are always there with us, Father God, that you never leave our side. Yes, Lord. That, Lord, I pray that you bless each and every person here, Father God. Thank you, Lord. That there's a hedge of protection over each and every person here and yes, everybody Jesus. under the sound of my voice as well, Father God, from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Yes, Lord. That, Lord, we are very thankful for this moment, yes. not only that we get to hear the word of the Lord, but also that we get to see these people um, do the baptism today, Father God, yes. taking that next step with you, Lord, yes. which is such a beautiful thing yes. and such a big milestone in, in their lives to do, Father God. So we just pray a protection over the podcast, over the Instagram, over the Zoom, yes. and over every platform that we have, Father God, that this yes, word's going to be on, that you protect it, Father God, that it's being protected from the enemy, Father God, that Isaiah yes. 54, 17 says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, yes, that no Lord. weapon formed against us shall prosper, Father God. It may be formed, but it won't be used against us, Lord. So we just thank you, Father God, that you are here with us, Father God, and we don't want to be anywhere where you are not, Father. So, Lord, we pray that you flow amongst everybody and you flow through my brother here, Christian, Father God, that you give him the right words to say, and that we are thankful for these baptisms, Father God, and thankful for what they're going to be able to do for the kingdom. Yes, Lord. And we give you all the honor, glory, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Thank you for uh, thank you for going in. I'm not going to call you daddy because, you know, <laughs> but I'll call you my friend. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll, I'm going to just do like a quick preaching, and then we're going to go outside. So we're all going to transition outside uh, once we preach because the thing is, we need to preach the word always because some people haven't heard the word mm-hmm. or some people don't understand. Um, I was just, um, was it yesterday? Yeah. yeah, yesterday some cleaning lady came in, cleaned our house. The tile looks amazing. 
and the Lord told me that she has problems with her feet. I ended up talking to her about her feet. She's had 14 surgeries on her feet. Never met her, but God knows her. And I told her, um, Jesus is going to heal you today. Because why would he tell me? Just for fun and giggles? No, he wants to do something about it. So long story short, um, I said, do you believe in Jesus? Or, 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 you know, are you saved? Are you born again? She said, I came from the LDS church. Um, I'm spiritual, a.k.a. not a Christian. That's just, you can figure as that. You're either Jesus or nothing. It's what it is. So anyways, I was able to minister to her and talk to her, give her my testimony. And she said a month ago, um, her, she lost her sister that was very dear to her. And she was at the bar um, listening to some live performance. And she heard an audible voice saying, that sound like her sister, you need to get closer to God. Imagine that at a bar. This girl's not saved. She's listening to music and she hears her sister's voice. Now, do I believe it was her sister? No, it was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's trying to draw her in, but use his sister's voice. So anyways, she said that happened a month ago. And I said, well, what have you done to get closer to God? She's like, well, I've been trying to find a church. And that's when you talk to the world, that's what they say. I'm trying to find a church. No, you need to find Jesus. Because a church can be empty, it can be dead, it cannot yeah. preach the gospel, it cannot be spirit-filled. Right. You need to be in a place where the Lord's there and you seek him. So she gave her life to Jesus yesterday and Jesus healed her. And it was amazing. But I want to share this one thing too is that all I said this scripture to her. I said the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And when I said that to her, she said, I got goosebumps all over. So see how that one scripture, she's probably never heard of that scripture, but it, the Holy Spirit activated it and ministered to her that this is correct. This is me. So I'm going to be preaching about miracles today, signs and wonders. So when we preach the gospel, there needs to be an activation, a spiritual application that miracle signs and wonders follow what you said. Or what you said. That's why it's so important that we share the word of God to people, not our opinions. Mm-hmm. Right? Because our, our, our opinions are biased. Mm-hmm. And they're futile. And they're fecal. But the thing is, the word of God is established forever. It says the heavens and earth will pass away. But the word of God will remain forever. Do you understand that the word, this is the word of God? But Jesus was made the word of God in flesh. Mm-hmm. He came in flesh, guys. Think about this. Boom, Jesus. Right? Like, just imagine, like, boom. And that's what he's saying. He is the word. It says in John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes before the Father but through me. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, we have to preach the kingdom of God to people. Mm-hmm. Right? When we were preaching in Yuma, I said, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm-hmm. John the Baptist said that to the people before he baptized them. Like you guys are going to do today. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. What repent means is to change your mindset, to change your act and your behavior, but you can't do it in your own strength. You need the relationship with Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit, and the word of God to renew your mind. Right? It says do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What is that acceptable, uh, good, and the perfect will of God? Right? Okay. So I'll make it quick, but 
It says, if you want to turn to Mark 16, Mark 16, and we're going to start at verse 17. If you guys don't have your Bibles, it's all good. You guys can listen and just uh, hear the word. Remember, what is, how does faith grow? By hearing and hearing the word of God. So we're listening to the word of God being preached. And I'll tell you this, if you, if you can really, I'm not saying memorize scripture because you need to become scripture. But the thing is, when you get those, the word in you and you share it with someone that's an unbeliever, family members, friends, God's going to accompany it. Yeah. He's going to accompany it with miracles, signs, and wonders. So today's title is Miracle, Miracles, Signs, and Wonders. Now, I want to go into deeper, and I'll just do this as a part one, and I'll do part two next week. God willing. But we're going to go to Mark chapter 16. Verse 15. We're going to go with verse 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. We're on Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Mark chapter 16, verse 15. Now we're carrying to 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. Did you hear that? These signs will follow you who believe. What is belief? You're believing in something that activates your faith. The definition, the biblical definition of faith is the evidence, the evidence of things hoped for or excuse me, I, I mixed it up. The biblical definition of faith is the evidence of things hoped for, I, 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 but, but not seen. I, I, I don't know why I couldn't say that. But it was, yeah, it was, a, it was Hebrews chapter 11. I'll just go real quick because I, I messed that up. I was on the tip of my tongue, though. It's all good. I think it's 11.4. You might be right. I'm going to go there real quick. 11.1. He, 11.1? Okay. Yeah, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Yeah. It is the evidence of things we do not see. Right. New King James Version. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Mm-hmm. The evidence of things not yet seen. So I, was, I flipped him back. But anyways, once you get the word in you, you, you know, the Lord was, will correct in you. I'm not perfect. I'm not a freaking Bible, right? So <laughs> I'm just a Christian that believes the word. So... These signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Ooh, come on. Come on. Now, Mark 17. Mark 16. Mark 16. Excuse me. There's no 17. Mark, I know. Grandpa's messing me up. Mark 16, verse 15. All the way down. To 20. 20. Okay. We're going to keep going, guys. Okay. So what is the d- biblical definition of faith? Come on. The substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. So we're hoping for something that we can't see. Right. And we're believing that it's going to come to fruition. It's going to come to pass. It's going to like the new age people. Let's manifest it. Right. That's what they say. Let's manifest it. But we believe in faith. 
And we only get it activated through the word of God, right? It says in 1 John chapter, I think 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, it says, now this is the confidence that I have in him. If I pray according to his will, he hears me. He hears me. So you can't just be believing in stuff that like, oh, I want a new Ferrari. Well, me too. Join the club. But the thing is, <laughs> you got to have faith. If God's like, yeah, you can get it, then you can activate your faith to that. Look at the girls, right? They use their imagination and believe stuff that's not there. And they play and they do all this stuff. That's, why do you think God gave that to them? It was them prematurely to mature into faith in him. Believing that God can do something even though we can't see it. Right? It says walk by faith, not by sight. Okay, verse 19, Mark 16, verse 19. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. Now think about this. This is Jesus' last words. Do you think they're important? Yes. Right? It's like, okay, say, you know, Thea Chana invites me to her house. And she's like, I want you to watch all my dogs, take care of all this stuff. <laughs> right? Right? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, but I'm going to be back. Okay, she leaves, and I disregard everything she said. I let those dogs one ride. I'll be like, go free, you know? And, then, and, I don't, and all her plants die. I never water them, right? And I just, I, I just disregard. I threw a party in her house. I disregarded what she asked of me. That was her last word she gave to me before she left. And then she said she's coming back. I should probably make sure I'm doing that before she comes back, right? Okay. Verse 20. And they went out and preached everywhere. Everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. Amen. So this is what confirming means. What does that mean? In the Greek, it means be beo, beo. It says to make firm, to establish, secure, cooperate, guarantee. The miracles that accompany the disciples' preaching confirmed to the people that the messengers were telling the truth and that God was backing up their message with supernatural phenomena and that a new dispensation, the age of grace had entered the world. When we preached the gospel in Yuma, eyes were healed, legs grew out. This guy came with a hearing aid. He took it out. Jesus healed his ear. He took it out. And if you don't believe me, we have footage. So we have it all right there. So if you guys want to see it afterwards, we'll show you. But Jesus did it. Yes. Right, Benjamin? Yeah. And then he was touching the drunk. He was touching the person about, about to commit suicide. Right, Grandpa? You let him. He prayed for him before he was about to jump off that bridge. He was drunk. He's like, I'm going to end it. He had a six-year-old daughter. And God used you to bring him to the Lord. 73 years old. Look at that. We're, we're discipling 13-year-olds all the way to 73. So you can't tell me, oh, well, God can't use me. He's using both and everything in between yeah. and more. So glory to God. Amen. Amen. So um, miracles and signs will follow you if you are being obedient to God, if you're walking righteously, right? 
If you're sacrificing, what does that mean, sacrificing? I'm not saying put an animal on the altar and cut it. I'm saying sacrifice your flesh before the Lord. Your flesh. Not bulls, goats, doves. Your flesh on the altar. And say, God, make this into a living sacrifice. Help me to be used by you. Father, help me to not desire the things I used to. And now I'm going to go. And I'm, I'm just touching a little bit because um, I just feel like the Lord just kind of just was telling me um, certain things to talk to you guys about. But um, we will go further into that. But look, it says in Psalms chapter 118, verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. People will let you down, but God never will. God will always be here. And if you're needing a miracle today, you're needing a sign, you need a wonder, well, guess what? I preach the word of God. And guess what? He's going to accompany it. Because I sacrifice my time. I walk righteously with him. But not just me. People in here, y'all do the same thing. I know these people can pray. I see them right now. I know they can pray. So don't think that you're excluded from that. And it says in Psalms chapter 18, verse 17, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. Think about that. When you're getting a suicidal thought or you're getting angry or you get into a place where the enemy keeps trying to come at you and destroy you, say, I will not die. I will live and I'll declare the good works of the Lord. And when you declare the works of the Lord, miracles, signs and wonders will be accompanied by you. Right. So I'm going to talk about water baptism and then we're going to proceed. Okay. so I know there's different meanings with baptism and some believe that you should get water baptized when you're a baby as an infant or, you know, um, other different ways of water baptism. But just to be biblically sound, Jesus got water baptized at 30 years old. He didn't get baptized as a baby. He made the decision to go to the river and get baptized by his cousin, right? Yeah. John the Baptist. Kind of looked like Kevin. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> he, was, he was chilling in the wilderness at dreadlocks, eating locusts and honey. <laughs> but yes, he was very handsome. But uh, so we're going to go to John chapter three. We're transitioning and we will cover more of the miracle stuff. Because I believe God is really wanting to use this church to demonstrate who he is. We, we, can, we can go to church and we can never see anyone healed. We can see no demons cast out. We don't see anyone get water baptized. We don't see anyone get filled with the Holy Spirit. And if, we, and if you read this Bible, you know that all of this still exists today. And it's still happening today. So, glory to God. All right, John chapter 3, verse... Verse 11. Yeah, actually, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to verse uh, 10. And, and Jesus answered and said to him, are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most certainly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen. And you do not receive our witness. If I told you earthly things and you did not believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven. That is the son of man who is, who is in heaven. 
And Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness. Even so much, the son of man must be lifted up. So Jesus is telling you that he's going to be going to the cross. He's the son of man. He's going to pay the penalty for the sins of the world. Verse 15, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amazing, right? So we're going to jump down all the way. um, Just making sure I'm getting the scriptures right that I had. Give me one second. Let's go to Matthew. This will be the last bit, and then we're going to go do the water baptisms. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your word that's getting preached. Okay. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. This is John the Baptist talking to the people that are waiting to get water baptized like you guys are. He says, I indeed baptize you in water. That's what I'm going to do today. Unto repentance. You guys are repenting, renouncing your old life, dying with Christ in the water, rising back, resurrected back with him. The old person is submerged. Think of, think, you know, it's crazy. You're going to die today, but to your flesh, because that water is like a burial ground and you're submerging in and then you're coming back alive with Christ. Isn't that beautiful? Fire, fire, fire. So, all right, hear this out. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I. Who is he talking about? Jesus, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. That is the baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. Jesus is the one that baptizes you in the Holy Ghost and fire. I can't. I'm going to water baptize you, right? And then you're going to repent and be free. Verse 12, his winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn. But he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Jesus is going to clean house. Jesus is going to freshen you. He's going to cleanse you, right? But whatever is his, he's taking with him. And whatever is not his, he's throwing into everlasting fire. Heaven and hell, baby. Heaven and hell, right? Okay, uh, Matthew chapter 3, verse 15. But Jesus answered and said to him, permit it to be so now. For thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened up to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So with that being said, let's go and get baptized. You guys ready? Let's go. All right. You guys are coming with us. Zoom friends, you're coming with us. Hi, Zoom friends. <laughs> we can't see Christian. Now you will. You should have told me that before. I didn't know. It's all good. All right.
This is a, this is a defense, aren't you? Yeah, we should.